Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Martini Jean, host of the Inquisitive Nobody podcast, and I just want to let you know that one of my episodes got nominated for the first inaugural Signal Award, and that episode is episode 100 on a scale from coffee to milk, How Black Am I? Weighing My Opinions versus Your Truth. So, this episode got nominated for Best Driveway Moment. So, please, please, please go to signalaward.com. Search for The Inquisitive Nobody. Click on the vote icon. You can vote once a day until December 22nd. Thank you all for your support and keep listening to the podcast. Hey, it's Martini Jean, and I love being inquisitive about love, relationships, and social commentary. On today's episode, it's a celebration, bitches. Well, sort of. This episode, I acknowledge the 10-year anniversary of the death of my engagement. I talk about the relationship itself, what I loved, hated, my heartbreak, and my breakthrough. Also, it's been 10 years since I've been in a serious relationship. So, what's next for me in the land of love? Only time will tell, but in the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. Alright, this is episode 132. To my ex-fiance, happy 10th anniversary. The highs and lows, goodbyes and hellos, X's and O's. All right, what is going on? Before I get into it, I just want to say uh, happy Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you guys are, you know, eating, you know, your food and all that good stuff and being with your family and your loved ones and your married couples and all that good stuff. I, I hope all that's going well for you. So... This episode has been a long time coming. You know, I love doing these introspective episodes. They really help me just get over shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and stuff that's just been mulling in my head and, and all that good stuff. So this one was pretty much set in motion for a really long time. And it was just, you know, a matter of time before it got to it. And uh, the reason why... I'm even doing this episode is because, um, on, uh, uh, November 25th, 2022, it will be, um, the 10th anniversary when my ex-fiance gave me my ring back and also, you know, coinciding with that is that, you know, it'll be 10 years since I've been in a serious relationship. I have not had a, a, a serious relationship in a decade and, you know, and not even really an even, I mean, of course you, I've talked about my flings and stuff like that, but they were never like consistent. You know, the longest thing I tried to start with was like maybe like a month and that was with, um, uh, 
I was with Ellen back in, back in the uh, To All The Girls episodes. Um, the To All The Girls episode. But uh, other than that, you know, yeah, I've had a serious relationship in over 10 years. No, it, yeah, in 10 years. And um, it's just something to... It's, it's weird because it, it is something that I wanted to talk about but also commemorate because I am going to talk about you know what happened in those 10 years um commemorate the relationship because it was significant to me you know um again I almost married this woman um but also to correct correct some things as well I remember in my past that I, I may I may have not necessarily spoken out of turn, but remembered things differently, and I wanted to correct that as well. Uh, but also to, I don't know, I guess in a weird way, honor my ex-fiance, because I don't necessarily hate her for breaking up with me. You know, she needed to do what she needed to do. Um... But, you know, I have no ill will towards her. She's a great person. I mean, I don't speak to her. But she's a great person. She deserves the life that she has now. And she's super happy. And that's good. You know. Um, but, it, you know, this decade has been rough for me. <laughs> and it's so crazy that... I'm even saying like decade because like um I remember talking to my talking to my friend the other day and he was like, Yo man I was telling him that I was doing this episode and he's like, What? It's been ten years? I was like, Yeah, man. He's like, dude, I've had he said I had all four of my kids in that span of time. And I was like, Yo, you're absolutely right. You did. <laughs> You did have all four of your kids in that span of time. And I'm like, wow, that's insane. Because, like, you know, ten, 10 years seems fast and slow at the same time. It seems fast, but once you say it, you're like, whoa, 10 years passed by? So, yeah, 10 years passed by. Yeah, November 25th, 2012 was when I got my ring back. Was when um she gave me my engagement ring back to me. Yeah, we're gonna get into it, man. And of course, you know, just just there's another thing too. I guess why I'm writing, I'm writing, why I'm doing this is because it's like again, like I mentioned before, I don't talk to my ex fiance. Not that there's beef. It's just that we just don't talk, and I don't necessarily need to talk to her. But it's like. I at least want you to know about this period of time that happened within me and all that stuff if she were ever to come across this podcast because I obviously talk about her several times but this will be the central hub of a lot of things that I have maybe already discussed but now it'll be in context um, yeah, the, I might have peppered out some facts or factoids throughout the whole thing, but like this episode right here, I'll be trying to be comprehensive. So, you know, if I 
if you've been a longtime follower, you're probably going to hear a lot of the same stories and stuff like that from other episodes. But now, again, considering how far I've gotten with talking about my, you know, people that I've dated and all that stuff, it can finally come all together, you know. But also, too, like, if we don't speak to each other um, ever again, I would at least want this comprehensive episode to let her know that, like, you know, I loved her. I really, really loved her. And that even though we're not together, um, we had a great time. Um, and I had a great time. And she was she was a, a really amazing woman. And especially with, like, all the death that's going on now, too. You know, childhood stars and people that, you know, I grew up, not that I grew up with, but that, um, not, not literally grew up with, but people that I would, that were in my childhood, you know, have passed away for whatever reason, whether it was cancer or suicide and stuff like that. Or, you know, if I, you know, God forbid, if I pass away, I do not want her to not know like how I felt, you know, negative and positive, you know, because I don't necessarily want to like call her up and be like, Hey, this is how I feel. Blah, blah. Like, nah, man, she's, she's, she's good. She has her separate life from me. And that's kind of how I want it. And I don't want people tagging her or whatever. Like, yo, this is what he said about you. If she comes across this, she comes across this. If she doesn't, she doesn't. But if anything happens, there's at least document documented proof of how I felt. You know what I mean? So that that's that's kinda how I want this to like go down. Alright, so let's begin. <laughs> so but with the okay, so with the tenth anniversary, you know, regularly, not like this weird thing that I'm doing, but uh, 10th anniversary there's usually it, it it's a milestone right so traditionally sometimes the couples would give each other tin or like aluminum something of, of that variety but in modern day it's a you know diamond jewelry which i thought that was pretty interesting i don't know and um i, I also want to talk about since it is a 10th anniversary I, I don't know if you remember, but um, there was a time when I did speak about when I uh, was going to propose to my ex-fiance. There were a lot of people who were getting married beforehand. So I, when I um, saw a clear date of when I was going to do it, there were like two or three weddings before that date you know on the weekends it, it was it was like a good six or seven a good six or seven saturday like straight away you know i mean it was divided by the date that i was going to propose so there was like three up top and like four on the bottom and there was one empty saturday that we didn't have to go to a wedding for so i was like all right that's the day i'm gonna do it so most of those people are still married with each other 
So I want to congratulate those people celebrating their 10th anniversaries this year. So there was a couple who got married. I th- well, you know what? I, I, I don't know if these are still the dates of when these people got married. Um, but it's near around this time. So the couple got married on uh, June 30th. Congrats to them. They're still together. Um, got married on July 21st. That couple is still together. I proposed on July 28th, 2012. Um, another couple, um, unfortunately, did not stay together on August 6th. They're no longer together. Um, August 17th, they're still together. And I completely forgot this. I, I, okay, so I went to the wedding on August 17th, but then the very next day, August 18th, was another wedding. I completely forgot that, but I, but I remember now. That was insane. Like two weddings in, in two days. Crazy. But they're still, uh, married. So that's awesome. And the last couple, August 25th, I don't know if they're still married, only because that was my ex fiance's friends so i don't know if they're still together but if they are awesome congrats to you (laughs) all right so 10 years as a single guy 10 years since i've been in a relationship um it's been very hard you know because again i want to um fall in love i want to have children and like I just want to be with somebody you know what I mean and not be with somebody because I'm lonely but like I want to give my love to somebody you know I want I want them to appreciate that that I'm giving myself to them um so for the weeks coming up to this you know event you know clearly I mean not clearly but I, you know, have been thinking about my ex-fiance, you know, about like, you know, what's she doing? Is she happy? Um, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff, you know? And, um, it's like, I couldn't get her out of my head, you know? Especially, um, because of this day coming up so i saw this thing and i want i wanted to know what that was you know other other than you know maybe me missing her or because of this date coming up and i saw that um i saw this thing by jordan peterson it was a it was a youtube short i believe and he says um he says if you're obsessed by the memories of the past and most of those are negative and you don't know where they are and you don't know how to fill them, you don't know how to walk around them and so, so you can't forget them. You're stuck back there. Your body is still reacting as if there's an emergency that could happen again that you haven't fixed. And it doesn't matter that it was your fault. That's irrelevant because the alarm system doesn't care. Like when your smoke detector goes off, it isn't relevant whether it was your fault. The smoke detector just says, house is on fire, 
and that's a bad thing. And your anxiety systems are like that. If they're tagging old memories with anxiety, then you have to do something about it or you will be tortured by those memories forever. You got to figure out, okay, well, how did this happen? What sort of role did I play? Even if it's a minor role, that doesn't matter because the point is, is that you don't want to be put in the same vulnerable position again. So anything you can do to strengthen yourself is good. And that's pretty much why I want to do this thing as well is because not to say that I have unanswered questions I, I, I and you know or I'm looking for closure I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily looking for closure from her but I guess I'm just trying to understand why this still affects me so much and you know and if I've talked about it so on several other past episodes and I think also too it's just because you know I'm just like you know just yearning for communication you know what I mean communication and care from the opposite sex you know communication and connection uh, I remember seeing that on like I don't know like on an ad or something like that on Instagram I'm like that's it that's exactly what I want you know communication and um connection that's exactly what I'm missing you know, yeah, sometimes I'll think about, um, you know, my, my fling with Ellen and stuff, but, you know, it's, it, it, it wasn't, I'm only, I'm only being fed one thing, you know, the last thing that I had was, again, 10 years ago with my ex-fiance, that was real, you know, that was real, so I want that back, so, Of course, old memories of my ex-fiance would come swimming back to me in my dreams and stuff. Like, I've thought about her in my dreams. I have. She's been in my dreams. But also, too, like, on the other end, you know, it's just been single for so long. Like, it just thinks, like, this is what, this is my nightly routine. You know, I'll, I'll whatever, I'll get set up. And, you know, put on my PJs, you know, uh, you know, get my covers, put my phone away. And then, you know, I'll, I'll bring the covers up to myself. And, you know, and, and okay, if like if you're lying, if you're lying on your back, I'll, I'll, you know, uh, I'll swing to the left. I'll start looking to the left and take my uh, blanket, you know, cover myself and then, you know. I'm going to bed, but I always want the feeling of someone to like, you know, come behind my back and like caress me, you know, like a woman. Yeah, I mean, if you need a better visual, I guess she would be the quote unquote big spoon, even though I'm six one, so I'd be bigger than her, but you get what I mean. Just because, like, I just miss, like, caressing someone or caressing someone, someone caressing me, you know? Like, I just go to bed every night just feeling just super lonely. And 
I want to stop that. <laughs> you know, it's 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 rough. It is really rough. And um so yeah, so um yeah, anything to anything that can strengthen my inner being, I want to do. So that's why I'm going through with this episode and this thought process to get to to build on the road to recovery to closing being able to close the door on this long ass chapter and then starting with a new one you know what i mean so i mean that's pretty much it so how did this happen right that's the first question how did this happen how did the breakup happen you know uh we we just weren't gelling anymore you know the past couple months it was i think october to november as as we trust me i will go into detail (laughs) okay (laughs) don't don't you worry but like yeah august to november so i i i um proposed july 28th 2012 and we were over the moon we were over the moon and then like october october to november of that year we just weren't gelling anymore we were we were pretty much crashing and burning you know and it was it was just bad and then like we we weren't seeing eye to eye we weren't being on the same page and then uh november 25th i went to go see her and then we broke up and then i went home (laughs) you know and then after that was like a freaking blur so um what sort of role did i play i mean essentially it, i mean i don't want to say it was my fault but it was it was me <laughs> if that makes sense like i i was you know what is it um taylor swift song you know anti-hero it's me hi i'm the problem it's me so i was the problem essentially um i wasn't getting on board with what she wanted you know what she wanted in a spouse and i couldn't fulfill the needs that she needed in a spouse so we broke up like that was essentially it so that was the role that i played you know um yeah it hurt you know it hurt but i mean that's how it ended yeah, but let's let's take it back to um how it began. One thing that I wanted to address is that in a previous podcast I mentioned that she didn't do much for me in the beginning or something like that. I don't know, something to that effect that like she didn't do much for me when we first started going out. That's completely false absolutely false 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 because i remember when i used to work at an old job like i would close at maybe nine and then we you know close at nine clean up until we had to leave at nine thirty, 
and I remember we would te- I would te- you know, we would be texting each other back and forth, and she's like, "Oh, I want to see you, I want to see you," and then this was like really at the beginning, like I want to see you, and I'm like, "Yo, I, I only got like." you know, I, I gotta go to, like, I don't know, like, bed at, like, 10 or 10, 30, something like that, I guess, for, like, the next day or something, but, like, she would come and, like, pick me up from, like, she lived 30 minutes away from me, so, like, she would, you know, I'd clo- we'd close at 9, she'd start driving, and around about, like, 9.30, she'd get there, and then she would drive me home, and we would talk for, like, a little bit, you know, make out or whatever for like maybe, you know, it's like 20 minutes and then like she would leave. We would only hang out for like maybe 20, 30 minutes and then she would peace out and go home. And like, I mean, I, I'm, I hope I appreciated it back then, but like now I like really appreciate it. Like that's, that's, you know, that was really awesome of her to do that. Um, so early in the, uh, in the game you know um i remember that because and i really remember that because i remember her mom hated that she would do that because she would tell her um oh women aren't supposed to chase boys you're not supposed to do that blah 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 but you know she did it anyway because she liked me you know she liked me a lot and i really appreciate her doing that because i remember she told me that she was like yeah my mom doesn't like it when I come to see you because, you know, I'm chasing you and, you know, women aren't supposed to chase men and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yo, whatever, man. I'm like, yo, you like me? So you, you know, you're coming to see me and, and, and please don't give me that face or whatever. I went to go see her all the damn time. And, and every time we needed to drive someplace, I would drive, you know, so, you know, she, I was doing my part too. Don't be like, oh, you know. So anyway, um, that was a good time. So yeah, we started going out. Well, we talked to each other September 2008. And then we finally like met each other. And then, uh, no, wait, what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, September 2008. And then, yeah. Um, started talking to each other and then our first real date i think or yeah well our first date was i think october 4th i think and then i went <laughs> i went to go we went to her local mall and we got ourselves well she got i i helped her out she got herself a wii a nintendo wii and you know around that that was like you know freaking insane uh, to try to get one, yes, even at that time, even though it came out, like, two years prior, it was still, you know, the hottest thing on the market, so, um, she got one, you know, she was super happy, I remember, I remember making out, I don't think that was our first time making out, um, after we had, like, lunch, like, I walked her to her car, and then we made out, and, that was really awesome, <laughs> that was a really cool time, um, and, you know, after that, you know, we're, we're, we're rolling, um, but I, but I did remember, I, I, I did remember early, early on, maybe two or three months in, I, 
I wanted to break up, but not because of her, but because of like, it was definitely me. Cause I was like, I was really falling hard for her, but I was like, whoa, I haven't, you know, done quote unquote done anything, you know, else, you know, like, you know how men feel that, that like really weird dichotomy of like, whoa, if I'm going to settle down, have I done everything yet? You know? Um, and I think maybe, I think, yeah, I, like for me, I felt like I didn't have enough experience, you know, I didn't have enough girlfriends or, you know, I haven't like slept with that many people. Um, so I was like, ah, I want to break up and explore or whatever. I think it was like to that end. And she was so confused. She was like, well, like I didn't even she cause she'd even bring that up, you know, but it was just me. I was just super scared, but you know. I think we maybe, I don't know if we didn't talk for like a couple weeks after that, but anyway, um, but then we got to, we got back together again and then, and then it was like pretty much smooth sailing. So, you know, fast forward, um, I took her to, you know, we did, we did nice things with each other, you know, um, you know, picnics and, and whatever. Um, wait, did we do a picnic? I think we did I think we did a picnic maybe i don't know but definitely we did nice things with each other she you know she would buy me gifts even though i don't i don't particularly like receiving gifts but you know she got me awesome stuff you know she got me um like uh a, a busts like 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 batman busts she got me that she got me the complete series of my favorite television show like knight rider like those things were like you know, people, you, you know, you might think like, oh, okay, that's nothing. But like, no, no, those are like everything to me. So I really appreciate those. Um, I took her to a, a Mets game because that's her favorite baseball team, or, or at least it was at the time. I don't know if it still is I don't, because that was her, that is her father's favorite team. So, you know, of course, father, daughter. So, um, yeah, I remember that. that was really fun. And I think that was my very, that was my very first baseball game. So I surprised her with that on, uh, you know, for a game, like close to her birthday. So we went, I believe it was, uh, August 5th, 2010, um, where we went for her, for, for, her, uh, her birthday. And I was so happy to do that. Um, and she was like, so gleeful, like, you know, she was preparing for the day. She she put on her favorite like jersey. You know, she got a mat. Uh, you know, she got the orange hat on, and she was just so giddy to like go because I don't think she's like gone to a baseball game in a while. So that was really fun to do that with, and I was so glad that I can do that for her. Um, and we had a great time. It was really awesome. Um. Yeah, and it was and it was my first, it was my first baseball game, so it was cool. So we went to the, you know, went to the uh, Met game. I think we sat in the Pepsi, the Pepsi booth or whatever it's called, the Pepsi Corral or something. I don't know. It was like a double P, but the Pepsi booth. Well, it was it was pretty good seats. Um, had a good time. She saw her favorite um player, David Wright. I don't know if he's still playing, but David Wright was her favorite player. Um, and keep in mind with that later, but David Wright was her favorite player on the Mets. So yeah, that was just an awesome time. It was really cool. 
Um, and of course, we spent, you know, the holidays together and it was really cool because again, you know, a lot of people have not fights, but disagreements like, oh, where are we going? To, where are we going this year? Because, you know, when you're a couple, you need to split the holidays because you have a family. She, they have she has a family. But it was really cool because we're her. We didn't have to split. Um, we were more into Thanksgiving. I, I was more into Thanksgiving. And that's my favorite holiday. And her family necess- wasn't necessarily into Thanksgiving as much as mine. So she gave up hanging with them because they would get into fights all the time so she's like yo fuck it i'm just going with my my man and his family and on my end i could just really do um christmas quick because we you know we're, we're not really big christmas people so but her family was like super big because they would go into the city uh christmas eve and then christmas oh no and and christmas eve they would uh open up gifts uh, and then Christmas Day, we spend time with each other. That was really cool because, okay, I would have her for Thanksgiving and she would have me for Christmas. So it was, so it was really cool. It was, it was an awesome time. Um, I remember I surprised her. Did I surprise her? No, no, no. She definitely knew. But I, one of her favorite chefs was uh, uh, Morimoto. And he was a really big chef back in the day. And she always wanted to go to his restaurant in the city and you know i I, back then i mean i'm i'm struggling now with money so you know i was struggling back then but you know i saved whatever i can save and then we went and it was a great 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 time i think it was for an anniversary if i look back at my uh uh pictures real quick but I believe it was for an anniversary, so it was great. And um, I also did, I, I, lo- I love doing this, even though I definitely got help. So I'm pretty sure that I talked about this before. But um, I remember when uh, my ex-fiance graduated, um, I wasn't graduating college. She was, or maybe, maybe it was... Um, Maybe she took extra classes or something. I think, but she definitely went back to school and she graduated and, you know, she was very happy because she accomplished something. And I was like, that's awesome. That's, that's really great that you did that. But she always felt sad because like her parents really didn't like cheer her on or even was congratulatory when she did graduate. And that made me feel sad. I was like, wow, like your parents aren't there for you like what, what the hell's going on like you you did something you graduated you know you you i mean you whatever you stopped at the time or maybe you did graduate back then but you took more classes to get to educate yourself that that's a huge accomplishment and she was always sad that you know nobody really celebrated that so I was like you know f that so you know i i i got her sister on um I got her sis- I recruited her sister and I was like, yo, we're going to throw a surprise graduation dinner. And, you know, I got some of my friends uh, and some of her like, well, some of our church friends to come and uh, spend time. And, and hey, I reached out. I reached out to people and I don't know. I, I got who I got. And I, and I don't mean that disparagingly. But I don't want to hear, oh, yeah, I wasn't invited. No, fuck you. I, I invited you, okay? So, 
um, you know, and it took like weeks for, for it to plan out. And like, I was so scared because I was like, this was like my first time, like recruiting somebody to like help me do something. And I didn't want to, I didn't want it to like mess up. So, you know, the sister went to her favorite restaurant, you know, near her home and set it up with the people there. You know, all my friends came, um, and you know, my friends who were couples, they came and, you know, they sat down and everything. And, and the parents were there too. Her parents were there. Her ne uh, niece and nephew were there. And then her sister came in with her, with the ex-fiance. And then we were all like, you know. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah, I got it. You wanna be videotaping it? Yeah, you go say hi. I was like, she's got it. She's got it. No, I had no idea. Like now I know why Lex was like, gotta get those eyebrows waxed. I go somewhere later. I'm like, no, I'll do it later. <laughs> it was so cute and she she never knew and um it was really really cute uh, i was very happy about that that it 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 went well it, it went without a hitch um it was great again i mean i, I still have those pictures so it was, it was fun to see it was fun to relive that um because I, you know, I had to do a lot of research <laughs> for this episode, so I, so I can get a proper timeline and and wouldn't forget important things. But I was so happy to do that for her, um, and and thank you, ex fiance's sister, you know, um, thank you for that. That was, that was really fun, and thank you for helping me in times of need in 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 that in that moment. Um. I also um, celebrated her birthday again um, a couple years later. I, I don't remember when, but it was like definitely um, I, I could see that it was like it was like 10 days before I proposed to her and it was her birthday. And um, what's it called? Uh, it, was, yeah, it was a birthday barbecue bash. And we got all her church, well, my, our church friends that we grown fond of over the years. And, you know, we called it the Game game of Bones um, birthday bash. No school because Game of Thrones was like the huge thing back then. Like huge. And it was just so cool to just call it that. And I was like, okay, let's do that. And that was a fun time too. She, was, she had a great time. Um... Yeah, but but before I get into the proposal story, uh, I'm just reminded. I'm looking at my notes here. I'm just reminded that um, I don't know if I told this story, but maybe I did. But I mean, if I did, I did. And you'll hear it again. <laughs> but I remember um, a time when my when my ex fiance would come over. She came over one time, and my mom saw that you know you know we we were we were serious and 
I remember that she told she was my mom was in her room and she told my ex-fiance oh you know come in here come in here and they both you know sat on the bed and I proceeded to go into my bedroom but I like went halfway and I kind of like sneaked back you know towards her room so I could see like what the hell's going on and then my mom was like oh you know I know you guys you know are serious and whatever and that's good but you know you you don't you don't have to wait to get married to have children you don't have to do that okay you could do that now okay you could do that now if you want to and me in my head I'm like the fuck yo yo <laughs> what the hell is my mom doing right now <laughs> it was the funniest thing I was like fam why are you trying to do like in my head I'm like yo like my mom was wilding out like cause she wanted you know grandkids bad you know how you know how moms are they won't always want you to freaking ha- have babies out their ass whatever just so they can take care of them so that was the case um it was just very interesting for her to do that and I remember when I, I so I went into my room and then my ex-fiance came into my room and she was like you'll never guess what your mom said to me and I'll, and we talked about it. I was like yeah I heard it <laughs> you know and she was like yo that's crazy I was like yeah like I'm definitely not doing that <laughs> you know no way um but yeah that was that was pretty funny so of course um we you know we had our ups and downs but um so the day of so I was super nerd super nervous the day of the uh proposal super nervous I remember I I had like one of those like little gift bags um I had a gift bag and I had um a note which I was going to read and then um her gift so I got it all and then uh picked her up then came back to a nice um a nice like waterfront that you can um you know chill out you know on the bench and like look into the water and look at you know <clears throat> the bridge and all that stuff not not in the city but you know near near me near where I live and it was a little cold you know got and, and clouds in the sky but we were good again we didn't have that much money so we went to, we went to go get subway i think she actually paid for it because i didn't have the money because at this time i was um uh i was um unemployed so you know at this time i was using i was getting unemployment but i was using half of it to pay off this ring which i finally paid off which was why i was able to even have it in my possession so we're eating we're eating and i'm nervous and then it starts to like thunder and it gets, starts getting dark and i'm like oh man like just this, this freaking sucks so um because i'm like i'm nervous when am i gonna do this when am i gonna do this and then it starts raining we put we pick up all our stuff and we run into the car and then she gets in the passenger seat and i get in the back seat and then she looks behind me she's like what the wait what what are you doing like i thought you were gonna come in the front seat and i'm like no 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 like i want to do this i want to give you this 
So, um, I take out the, what did I do? Oh, no, no, no. I took out, I took out the note. I took out the note first, right? And then it said, it said this. <laughs> Three years ago, I was lucky enough to be a part of a large group of gentlemen having breakfast in a dining hall. At the head of this gathering was the eldest of the men, and he shared a piece of advice that has stayed with me till this very day. It was simple, but to the point. All women are crazy, and you are no exception. You drive me up the wall with your mandatory coddling and need for affection. Your high price and taste would send billionaires to bankruptcy, and your concept of time even after four years together, still baffles my mind. Although this sounds harsh, the good news is that there's a second half to the quote. All women are crazy. The trick is to find the one who's crazy you can live with for the rest of your life. And you are no exception. Even though I'll have to scratch that itch that just won't go away or give you a basito on command, I'll gladly be the one to give you those pleasures in your life for the rest of your life. My relationship with you has been such a whirlwind of an experience. From our rocky beginning to our on again, off again breakups, to our one day at a time approaches, and to our newly faith inspired path, we've gone from awful to awesome and back around again. I wondered if the groundwork we've laid over 1,391 days would be all for nothing, but I realized it was necessary to go through to see that the foundation we built has endured and still stands and calls for me to build upon it. Every day that we've been together has brought us closer and closer to each other. I'm so glad we met and I'm confident in saying that you're the right one for me. And then, after I read that, I took out the gift in question, and it was a Mets jersey with the last name Wright, as in David Wright, um, but I put the Wright and then the number one for you're the right one, you know, for me. Hence, the last stanza of that uh, speech there. And so glad we met the Mets, you know, and she loved it. She absolutely loved it. And I love it. And I still have that jersey till this day. She loved it. And she's like, oh, my God. And then I got down. <laughs> I got down on one knee in the back of the car and took out the other thing. And I took out the ring and I said, will you marry me? And then she said, oh, my God. She was like, because she didn't know it was happening that day, thank God. Um, and she said, yes. And then, of course, we all know what happened after that. That's where I uh, proposed. She was like, oh, my God, like, yes, you know, like, oh, of course I'll marry you. But then, like, two seconds later, she's like, but wait, did you tell my dad? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta ask him. You gotta ask. And then I take the phone. I was like, "Hello." And he's like, "Hello." And I was like, "Yeah." Uh, so I <laughs> like, I want to marry your daughter. 
and stuff like that. It's like, is that all right? And all that stuff. And he's like, you're just going to do whatever you want to do. So, all right. And I was like, all right, bye. Click. <laughs> Her and I were like extremely happy. And then I remember later that night we posted it. And like, I, and I'm so mad because I had the pictures of the people who gave me like love and i just distinctly remember you you were so happy like oh my god i've known this guy like my whole life and he's gonna be a great husband blah blah, blah. you're gonna love it uh, and all that stuff and i was just so happy and like i remember it's just like even though this was great he, he still wasn't happy with it and um i was so happy that day you know we we i came back home you know, I went to my parents' house first. They were very happy. Um, I took a lot of pictures of the ring, her wearing the ring, all this stuff. And it sucks because I think I lost those pictures to time. And that really sucks because I really worked hard getting that ring and picking it out and all that stuff. And it sucks that I can't look at those pictures again. You know, I, I truly don't know where they are. They're not, I don't think they're physical, I don't think I ever, um, I don't think I ever, I think there's, I think they're still digital, I don't think they're like on, like actual film, but regardless, I can't find them, so, <laughs> they're gone. I remember going online, you know, later that night, and us doing like a dual announcement, and everybody going crazy, and of course, you know, one of the first people to say their congrats was the man who's always on my damn show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's the one who gave the, like, big congrats, you know. Ricardo, shout out to you if you're listening. You know, he gave a huge, huge thank you for that, um, for what was going on. And, um... It was cool, man. It was it was amazing to see that, how happy he was and adulated that, you know, I was going to be where he was at, you know, and it was going to be a great thing. Yeah, you know, oh, we could probably go on double dates and stuff. Because I remember, I do remember going on a double date, not even a double date, but like a group dating adventure with, uh, he did a surprise for his wife, uh, Zita. Um, we went to a what's that thing called? Uh, an uh, hibachi, super early. Um, but that was like really fun. Um, that was a fun time too. But but yeah, so um, so of course you know of course the dad didn't approve. You know he didn't even think that we were gonna last. So there's that <laughs> so but but you know we still had we still had faith you know that, that, that we were gonna that, that things were gonna go well you know so that was um july 28th right so um <clears throat> august 20th we're you know we're 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 um we are like super happy with each other. I remember her texting me. You know, she was saying, you know, like, oh, good morning and all that stuff. And she dedicated a song to me. You know, God bless the book. God bless the broken road. 
and if you guys don't know if you guys don't know that song like like here's the lyrics you know it's like i set out on a narrow way many years ago hoping i would find true love along the broken road but i got lost a time or two wiped my brow kept pushing through i couldn't see how every sign pointed straight to you but every long lost dream led me to where you are others who broke my heart they were just northern stars pointing me on my way into your loving arms this much i know is true that god blessed the broken road that led me straight to you and you know so on and so forth um <clears throat> and you know she dedicated that to me and she was like yo that song every time i hear it that song reminds me of you so like we were in the thick of it man but then again like not that it not that it came out of nowhere but i just i guess it you know just came to a head so like 10 days before um she broke it off uh 11 15 2012 we're talking to each other and um we're talking to each other online and she was like you know you you tend to make yourself the victim in a situation you have you have placed upon yourself when help is offered to you you prefer not to take it um yeah the thing that drives me crazy is that you've been without a job for a year and almost three months yet you tend to act like it's only been three months you have no sense of urgency i'm tired of telling you the same thing over and over again and you know she's like you know may i ask you a question and i'm like yeah sure go ahead and she's like why would you want to propose to me if you are not ready for marriage i remember reading that in order for a man to be prepared for marriage he had to be prepared in his own life first right so that got me heated and i was like what do i quote unquote need to be ready for other than the person i want to marry to the way you're saying it is if i didn't have the money to carry it out then why do it i'm sorry you're ashamed of me but i proposed to you because i love you and wanted to do it to have you in my life you want proof then ask my best friend he was there when i picked it out when i picked the ring out i'm sorry with what you're going through i'm sorry with what you're going through okay you want me to admit that i'm a fuck up then fine i'm a fuck up but last i checked you said yes so that means you want to take this effed up ride with me so i don't know what to tell you being quote-unquote prepared in your own life doesn't mean shit if that were the case then my friend would have been married already and what i mean in that instance is because the friend that i'm referring to is a well he's my friend who she met and he was with a woman well he was with his girlfriend for like 10 years and he saved up all this money and all this shit right and like he bought a house for them he proposed and bought a house for them to be prepared to you know live a life and she broke up with him but he already put down the money for this house so like he had to move into the house while she left so like that's what i mean by that like being prepared in your life doesn't mean shit because like look at him he he did the quote-unquote right thing he saved up money bought a house she peaced out because she's a fucking bitch you know so that's what i was trying to say 
so like going back so you know if that was the case my friend would have been married already so obviously there's more to it i'm sorry i'm such a disappointment to you but i would not reverse my decision to propose to you despite the state that i'm in and yeah like and that was i you know i meant that and i and i understand exactly what i was talking about because you know that's all that i cared about was finding the right person to marry what was foolish of me was that okay now that i got her what happens now what do i do now you know where's the what what's what's the next chapter you know because for me i always thought that there would be not that it would be automatic but more so like things would come to me you know not because um I wasn't going to work for them, but I was like, okay, you know, we're going to get married and then we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to, you know, trot along and, and keep going, you know, and that wasn't the case. It wasn't the case at all. So, so she writes, I have never placed any expectation on you. You have done that on your own. Are you not the one that would always mention of all the wonderful things we would have and how you would be taking care of everything and you would be purchasing things for us and taking care of our quote-unquote home, I have never placed those expectations on you. You did that yourself. This is the reason why I am upset. All the things you have promised and given me expectations for were just empty promises. I don't want to be your mother, yet this is how I've always felt for the longest time. I don't like this role, and I don't know what else to do but to get out of it. And listen she's right she's right because for me and it's not like i was a player it's not like i was like trying to like you know get in her pants or shit like that but for me again i was like yeah you know when we would talk about getting married i was like yeah yeah i can't wait to get a house you know and then we're gonna have a dog and stuff like that you know it's like future casting because like um i always dreamt big always and that's i'm a dreamer that's the that's the good thing about me and that's the bad thing about me because i could you know i could dream up the world but i still need to put work into it you know i can you know and i and then i wasn't ambitious ambitious enough you know what i mean i i was promise you know promising all these things but it's not like i was being malicious about it or or like i wasn't saying like yo we're gonna freaking live in la we're gonna have a yacht whatever it's like no you know i was like okay we're gonna get married then we're gonna work towards getting you know a house and you want to have a dog i want to have a dog like we were even we were even picking species and stuff like i want to get a beagle she wants to get i think she wants to get a french french bulldog i think um yeah and i want to get a beagle so that's how it was um i didn't want to be i didn't feel that i was being malicious or had ill intent but at the same time i was saying that like yeah this is how things are gonna be um not that not that i was offering her the quote-unquote soft life as women like to declare that they want nowadays but i was just like yeah this is how things are going to be just that right now i can't get there um so i saw this quote from uh, i was watching a youtube short and i guess this guy's name is kid works or or 
specifically K-Y-D-W-O-R-K-S. And he says, a promise ain't always going to be a, yo, I promise. If you told somebody you was going to do something that you value, you gave them your word. And if they looked you in your fucking eyes and believed what you said, they, they valued that incident you created in your mind through your word is going to now manifest. And even if they don't bring it up when they see you next time, there's something that twinges in them when it don't happen and they realize you didn't do what you said. You don't want to do it? Then then don't gonna say you then don't gonna say you're gonna do it. Don't say it. It's hard for people to live up to their word when they feel compelled to tell people what they want to hear. And you know, that's kind of true. Cause it's like you know, I was telling her all these things. So yeah, I was you know, she did think that I was gonna manifest them. And that's my fault because it's not like I was lying, you know, it's just that <laughs> I couldn't do it. You know, I, I'm, again, I, I, I don't want to come off like I was trying to like scam her or whatever, but like, no, it, it's like, yeah, of course we're going to freaking get a house. Of course we're going to get a dog because that's what married people do. But there was no, like she said, sense of urgency to get to those things. You know, I see, um, there's another quote, um, that I saw a, a, another YouTube short. Was it a YouTube short? No, this was a, this was a story, an IG story from, uh, Henry and Victoria Doss. And it, it states, maybe she's not trying to be independent. So it says, nope, she's independent. She's not masculine. She. No, no, wait, nope, she's not independent, she's not masculine, she's just trying to be led, right? You've put her in this position, brother, you, because you weren't there. You weren't leading, and you weren't truthful, and now she's in a position where she's trying to be a leader, a position that she has never been designed to be in, and now you are coming into the picture now and saying, hey, why are you being this way? How are, how are you acting this way? Why are you bold? Why are you? Why are you so bold in your speech? It's because you, brother, have been missing. And yeah, I I I understand that. You know, she wanted to be led. You know, that was her big thing. She she said it herself. She didn't want to be my mother, and she felt that for a very long time. The sad thing is, is that um, even though she is right, but at the same time. I was putting most of my money that I was getting from unemployment to that ring. So it's like, that's where the money was going. And the sense of urgency wasn't there because I just didn't want to get a regular job. I truly didn't want to just, oh, let's go to, okay, I left this place. Let me go to a shoe store because I was really tired i was tired back then of retail and that was 2012 i did 10 more years of retail i'm still doing retail and if i was tired of it then you damn well know i'm tired of it now that's why i want to leave retail and never go back that's why i'm trying to find new jobs out of out of nowhere nowhere near 
this field because I'm done. And yeah, I didn't want to just get another job just to say that I got one, you know, just to like make ends meet, even though I had bills to pay. That's why I really like honed in on my craft as like a a writer and stuff like that back then because i'm like yo this this is what's gonna make me go but at the same time i know that she can't wait for that you know i can't falter for that because look i'm i I've, i've been writing i've been writing since back then and i still haven't gotten anywhere with it today 10 years later so you you know i you would want you would expect her to wait that long for something to manifest and how about if it doesn't go my way you know because again i'm a dreamer because i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna write this shit and then you know it's gonna hit and you know i'm gonna blow up that's how i felt that's how i felt all the time which is why i didn't want to settle for any other job because i knew that i was more you know, I knew that I was much more than what I was being allowed to be. And it's not her fault, but I felt I was being limited, you know, by life. And I was like, yo, I'm fucking more than this. You know what I mean? I'm more than fucking retail. Today, I'm more than fucking retail. You know what I mean? I know that I can really do shit in this world and I'm tired of being held back. And that's why I didn't want to get another job because uh, because then I'd be like, crap, this this thing is holding me back again. But, you know, it was just it was just a budding of ideologies and she couldn't wait anymore. And I and I completely understand that I don't falter for that, even though it broke my heart that she did that. Like, I understand, you know. Um, This was a YouTube short from Hardly Initiated. And it was called put women in put women in their place. And the woman says, let me just date the good guy. And it just didn't work out because I felt like I was the boss. And then the guys, then there was a guy said, who said, did you find yourself snapping on him and getting a bit more disrespectful than you normally would? And she said, very. And then he says, that's typically what happens. And then she says, and he didn't show me he could lead. So I felt like I was leading the entire household when it when it's really supposed to be him again, you know, just another woman saying that, like, yo, you know, she wants she wants to be led. And we're hearing that all the time now in social media. I want to be led. I want to be led. You know, when I come home from being a boss at work, I don't want to be a boss in the home, too. I want somebody to lead. And again, I'm not refuting that. I'm just, I guess compounding her message is that like that's what she wanted and i wasn't there you know i wasn't a good leader it seemed like i was being less ambitious even though i that wasn't the case and yeah i didn't just want another job another job just to get another job i really thought that i was gonna go somewhere be somebody you know um there was another um uh short from uh you no uh instagram story it was from eight at the table and the person says don't date his potential date his reality 
I don't care about a man's potential. I really don't. I care about his productivity. And that's the thing. I couldn't, like, a lot of people, I believe that I have a lot of potential. But the, but potential don't mean shit if it's not kinetic. If it doesn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? It's It's nothing. And I remember her, she would always used to say that, oh, you know, I, I defend you from my parents. I always have to defend you. And that would make me sad because I'm like, yo, what do you mean by that? Because, like, for me, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a good person. I don't understand why, what, what, what is there, why do you need to defend me? Like, I don't get it. And, of course, it's probably because of, one, my non-religiousness and that I should be, and that I should be more than what I am. So I can't really fault her parents too, even though her mom really added in for me. Cause like her, her, her dad was pretty cool, even though at the time, yeah, he, he was looking out for his daughter, which I understand every, every father is going to look out for their daughter. I completely understand that. But, um, yeah, the mom, you know, the mom was kind of two faced, very nice to you in front because of her Christian ways, but you know, she definitely was like, oh, nah, you're, you're, you're a phase. And I never, I never liked that at all. Um, so, you know, all that, all that being said, uh, you know, November 25th rolls around and she was like, yo, we need to talk. And I was like, I don't want to talk over the phone. Let me see you. So I go to her house. It's raining again, just like it did during our proposal. Um, I get to her driveway. She gets in my car. And she's like, she, you know, she has a bag that has my jersey. I mean, her jersey in it. And my note. Um, and she has a note of her own because, you know, she couldn't say it with her words. Um, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't, I truly don't remember who read it out loud. I don't know if it was me or maybe I read it to myself or maybe she read it to me. I think she read it to me. Um, but yeah, what she had to say was, uh, this, um, now it, it's definitely longer than, you know, it normally, it, it's definitely longer than what I'm about to read to you, but I tried to trim it down to just get to the bare things, but I didn't want to also, uh, I didn't want to change the wording of things. You know, I really wanted to get the essence of what she was still trying to say. So, um, but yeah, but th this is the letter that I got. And I still have this one to this day as well. Said, uh, Dear Martini. It has been a total of four years and almost two months since we've been together. 
during this period, we have had many fun times and many sad times. The experience has brought us closer together and have taught us more about ourselves. I remember when I first met you, I really got to know you and that I was truly happy that I had finally met a great guy. I was determined to make our situation work even with the many times you tried to leave. I tried to keep you around until I finally let you go. I remember this so vividly. Since you left in July, it came back on your own. I remember that parable. If you leave something, let it go. And if it comes back to you, it's yours to love. And if it doesn't, it was not yours to begin with. I remember being so excited when you did come back, yet there was always something missing. Many times I would pray that God would take this feeling from me, yet nothing seemed to work. Two years passed by, and in July you proposed. I should have been over the moon, shouting from the rooftops, yet I wasn't. I tried to play the role of happy fiancé as I showed off what you had given me and how it was so beautifully done, yet there was something wrong. Again, at the end of August, I fell down a deep hole. I was frustrated on how we just never seemed to be on the same page. I didn't understand why we couldn't, why we both couldn't be at a good place in our personal lives in order to make our future work. I truly feel God allowed me this time for us to be apart, October to now, in order for me to spend some time, some much needed quality time with him. I prayed like I've never prayed before for my life and my direction. I asked God why I was not receiving an answer. The response received was simple. You already know the answer. I realized at that moment, yet didn't want to admit to it. God knows every step we need to take in order for our lives to be lived to the fullest, yet I was not taking those steps. Instead, I was living my life trying for his steps to match up with mine. I should have been making my steps match up with his. At this moment in life, I need to make sure that my steps are matching with his in order to be able to fill, to live a full and happy life. I can't continue in the path that was going because I don't see happiness down that path. Currently, there is a huge gap between us that doesn't seem to have a way of bringing us closer together. It would truly be foolish to continue acting as if all is well when things aren't. Please understand that I do believe this is the best move for the both of us. I think it would be best for us to separate as a couple and truly search what God has in store for each of us as individuals. I don't know where our paths will go or if they will meet again, yet I do know that God is leading the way. And that's what she said. Again, like I said, I still have that letter to this day. To this day. Um, yeah. So after that, I saw this um uh I saw this YouTube uh video by Alicia Covey, she's a content creator, and it was called Give Your Partner the Benefit of the Doubt. She says there's so much to be said from when you choose a partner understanding that you guys are in alignment you guys have the same end goals you guys have the same core values so when these tough things come up i get the benefit of the doubt so when i said those things to him or when he sees that i'm struggling to find my path or i'm not quite sure he always gives me the benefit of the doubt i know this woman i've seen her history 
I have 12 years of her proving to me that any investment that I make in her is more than worth it. So this investment that she's asking me for now, which is patience to watch her grow, is going to be worth it because it always is. So can we give each other the benefit of the doubt? So, um, in my case, um, she could no longer give me the benefit of the doubt and I ran out of options for her. Um, I ran out of tape. She got fed up. She no longer wanted to be my mother and she felt that for a long time. Um, and like, I never want to feel that, you know, I, I, I didn't want to make her suffer. Um, but it was my fault for gassing her head up about, you know, the house and me paying for everything. But again, like I said, I dream big. Um, but I also thought about practicality because again, of course, we were going to get a house and a dog and blah, blah, blah. Again, I was thinking practicality wise, even though I dreamt big, but you know, she had to go. So now you know, she's good, you know, with her husband and a house and a dog, <laughs> you know, she got everything that I was saying, but with somebody else, you know, so she is definitely happy. Um, yeah. Um, so what else? So after we broke up, you know, um, I think I, I think, I think I told this story before, but, um, you know, Eve, remember Eve from that episode to all the girls. So I remember, you know, this was definitely after we broke up. Um, I remember that, you know, we used to go to church in the city and, um, I remember that Eve was not an atheist, but like, uh, what's that other thing? She, she was the same thing as, um, as religious girl. She was, a what is it? Um, agnostic. There you go. Ooh, I was not going to get that word. <laughs> she, yeah, she, she was agnostic and she was like, Oh, um, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what to believe or whatever. I was like, you know what? listen come you know this was probably like a year or two after me and my ex broke up i was like yeah let's let's you know what let's go to let's go to you know my church whatever in the city she was like oh okay i was like yo it's completely different from what you know it's really awesome and whatever i'm not saying you need to be a devout person but like yo just try this out she's like all right cool so we go we make it to the city we go on we stay on the long ass line to this day, they're freaking long ass lines. I mean, I, I can only imagine. I haven't been there in a very long time. Probably 10 years. <laughs> I haven't been there. Um, but yeah, we went there. You know, it filled up super quick. We, we got in our row. We were chilling. And, you know, the church is starting. You know, okay, everybody rise. You know, we're rising up. And then, you know, we're just staying there. And then, you know, there was like, a seat in front of there was one more seat in front of eve and then we see somebody coming in like super late she puts down her stuff she turns around and it's freaking mike's fiance 
and I was in such shock because I did not expect her to be there. And then like she's like looking at me like what the hell? Like what like what are you doing here? And then she looks and she's like, and because she uh, her and Eve they're they're well we all used to be friends so it's not like she was a stranger she was like what the like whoa like you guys are here and i'm like oh yeah you know so it was just it was just very weird to to uh see that um to to experience that um yeah so weird um but yeah so i mean that that you know for a long time like i wouldn't necessarily like see her and um and i remember i i I saw this clip from uh jay shetty it was a i think it was a story it was either an ig story or a youtube short and it says call them today say when you win who's the first person you want to call that person give them a call when you walk out of this room not because you want to share a big win not because you want to share a success just because you want to thank them for being in your life because the fact that you think about them when that happens that's a huge priority that you want to make sure that they know you love them even when you have nothing to share that used to be her you know now like when I don't know, like, I do have a big thing, um, you know, yeah, sometimes, not, I mean, sometimes I do think about her, like I said, she's a constant memory, man, like, she's a constant thought in my head, um, it, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like that, that Neo song, Do You, you know, what is it, like, I, I, what's the chorus, I just wonder if you ever think of me anymore, um, I do think that, at times and like when something great does happen she does come up for a split second but i know it goes away just because i know that you know she's married and i don't need to speak to her you know um i don't need to do that because again she was very she was a very big influence in my life so where are we so uh, november 25th 2012 that's when she dropped that bomb on me so we didn't talk for a while. Um, January third, twenty thirteen. Um, uh, I I go ahead and talk to one of the church members, who was like pretty much like a pseudo marriage counselor, relationship counselor person. And I was like, hey, you know, what's going on? I hope everything is great with you. Um, and I wrote to him, I was like, over the last couple of weeks, you know, my ex-fiance and I have had some meetings as to see where our relationship can be salvaged. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, come to you for uh, for help in that area, right? And um, because she does say that, um, she's, you know, she would want us to work if that was possible. And she gave me three distinct reasons why we are where we are and number one was you know the the job and the career and i i wrote in the email i was like yeah there's no way that i'd be able to support us on the money that i'm making at my job and then number two i found that was very interesting because i said the position in my life and it says she has told me that i have put her in second place 
after my friends in my life. And I never knew I did that. And I said, despite the accusation, what matters is what she feels. And she feels that I don't pursue her anymore or slash enough. And then, and then I say common woman complaint, but I have to work on that. And she did say that a couple times in life. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like I, I, I do put you first, you know, but I, but I do care for my friends as well. Um, but maybe I can see the dynamic where I think putting myself last made me think that I put her first where it would be like my friends, her, and then me, you know what I'm saying? Like one, two, three, like that. Like I put my friends first, then her, then me. Cause I knew I always came last, you know? Um, when my friends needed help, I would go to them, but I, I don't know. I felt miffed about that. I'm pretty sure that I came to her aid when it was necessary, but I don't know. Um, it was, it was, it was very weird. But I mean, I know there was one time where um, I did not come through for her. And that was when she was at her, the church that she grew up in. Um, we used to, um, we used to go to that church all the time and we would have like, you know, uh, like Wednesday mass and she would sing for that. And she was good. You know, she has a great voice. seeing her just do her craft you know what i mean she, she would be on the guitar she plays she plays guitar and she knew how to sing so like it was a great combination for what she was doing but then i remember when she was leave, you know when we finally were leaving to go to our own church in the city you know she was gonna have a final play or whatever a final performance i should say she was like, oh, you should help me do this, you know? And I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> She's like, no, like, you can help me sing and, and stuff like that. It'll be fine. And I was like, I am not doing that at all. Because you, like, listen, I I have huge stage fright, okay? I do, I do not do well in crowds. I mean, not in crowds. I'm fine in crowds, but, like, attention i don't like attention and that's the thing so like all those people looking at me and i can hold a note i can't sing you know i, I can hold a note yeah okay so i so i did chorus in high school big freaking whoop but like i wasn't gonna try and sing in front of these people 
and have it only be her and me and she's the better singer one you know what i mean and you wanted me to freaking do this no way so like i really i really disappointed her then and i'll take that l that was my fault but like dude i was so nervous back then i'm still nervous i don't like i I don't like attention on me i don't i don't so i go so i understand where she could have been mad at me at that point you know i i totally understand that but yeah i I was not doing that so yeah there was that was that's that was one distinct time that like i was like i didn't come through for her um and the third thing was uh spirituality and it says uh this one says it's her biggest issue and if this is and if this can be corrected the other problems will dissolve she has said multiple times that she wants me to be the beacon in her life that any christian woman would want their significant other to be their leader in the walk to god and i have not met that criteria you know so there you go so uh those are the big three things you know job and career the position in her in well her her position her position in my life and uh spirituality so that was that was the big thing so um yeah so that what was that that was january 3rd so you know we tried we tried and then it, it was it was all for naught because like march 31st was like i remember distinctly um we um met one more time we had breakfast with each other and then like we ended it it was like it was like a and it was like an end it, what is it what is that th- what is that thing a uh, last meal that they have at prisons it was like our last meal with each other we're like okay this is it it's not working this is it so that that part was amicable but of course not the you know the engagement thing back in november but this was amicable it's like yeah it's not working then this is it so you know march march april may june july august was that five months we didn't i don't think there was a peep then i completely forgot that in september our mutual friends were like getting married so i was gonna fucking see her again and i was like oh great perfect like this yeah exactly this is the perfect time to freaking see this chick um in a and she was the uh, maid of honor too so she looked absolutely beautiful and i was i was a guest i wasn't a part of the wedding party and i'm like oh great wonderful like this this is exactly how i want our like short-lived reunion to be you know what i mean (laughs) Us, us in a church um seeing two of our friends get married while our marriage was dissolved you know what i mean um and yeah that that was that was freaking horrible so i I, uh, so after that after that wedding i like skated out of there because i i couldn't i couldn't stand it and i and i left um and then i wrote to her because it was i didn't leave like during the wedding but like when it was over i was out i couldn't i couldn't be there anymore and um i wrote to her and i was like listen i don't i don't know what's going on with us bottom line i know we're not together but i have no desire to be just a friend to you uh you mean too much to me to be just that i will always want you to be more i can't be without you i don't want to be without you you make me feel better you make me 
want to be better and i want to be better for you and shower you with everything you deserve you make my head explode with anger you make my heart beat with pride and you make my eyes water with joy if one person can muster all that emotion that person must be a hell of a lot to them doesn't it yeah so i, so I wrote that and then she wrote you know she didn't she didn't write back for like another month and then she was like she's like regardless i'm not writing this to make you feel bad or knock you down i did want to tell you that you need to stop looking at others and what people around you have achieved yeah try to achieve your own happiness your own success stop blaming everyone around and stop blaming god he isn't playing tricks on you or trying to kick you in the ass god isn't like that he wants only the very best for you and is literally dying to help you all you have to do is turn to him and ask and trust that he is doing what he promised god is not an angry god is not angry he is loving and caring and isn't a big mean kid with a large magnifying glass and we are the ants um and i understand what she means by that but like the reason i guess why i was so like mad at god and stuff like that is because she always for me i thought that god was the thing that came in between us even though she speaks of god bringing everybody together in love and happiness and joy but every time she spoke about god it was dividing us so that's why i had such a hang hang up on him and that's why i was like mm, you know f god whatever and stuff like that you know what i mean because i really was not feeling that dude <laughs> for what he did you know but she goes on to say i want to tell you a couple things that you may or may not want to hear you have no idea how many things remind me of you or how people are brought into my life that have similar characteristics or just topics of conversation sometimes it gets a bit scary how many times that happens it's almost like to never forget you i do love you and probably always will you are someone that does drive me crazy yet i can't seem to help want to be a part of your life again i know you don't want to hear this and i know that the time is less than best yet i wanted to let you know how my heart feels She said, my desire for you is that you find your calling and pursue it like you pursued me, like you pursued to buy me that beautiful ring. I want you to have that drive for the things that will change your life, that will make you happy and usher in the destiny that has already been laid before you. God may show you the door, but it's your responsibility to open it and walk through. I know that you can do it. If you put your mind to it, nothing is impossible. My phone is always open if you want to talk or need some encouragement. I appreciate her for saying that, even though, you know, we're pretty much over. So for me, like a year later, I wanted to return the favor and um, do something nice for her, or at least attempt to do something nice. That You know, I, I reached out to her friend on February you know 2014 and tried to let her know like yo um you know uh my ex-fiance is coming up on a sp special birthday and she would love for you to um well let me just read it because <laughs> i'm because i'm fucking it up 
I was like, hey, you know, I wrote this on uh, Facebook Messenger way back in the day. I was like, hey, um, you don't know me personally, but I'm sure you've heard of me. I'm Martini. Um, anyway, I wanted to just throw something your way and I'll be out of your hair. As you know, my ex's birthday is coming up and it's a special one. And we've we've talked on and off. And I know that she wants to make it big since it's a special year for her. Throughout our conversations, she has told me that you are her best friend and she loves talking to you. I would tell her to call you constantly because she really doesn't have any friends up here. But she would feel she was bothering you because of your busy life with your children. I would always assure her to not lose that connection you guys have because good friends are hard to come by. The last time she told me you guys spoke, you did it for three hours. I was so happy about it. She misses you a lot. Which brings me to my proposition. I was wondering if at all possible you would be able to come and surprise her her birthday weekend. Granted, right now she has nothing planned and usually nobody plans anything for her when special milestones come up. So despite her and I not being together, I think it would be great if she saw you come out of nowhere and give her a big hug. She would die. As of right now, nothing is planned, but I'm sure she would have a dinner and go to church. Before we broke up, I did promise her I'd take her to a Met game, so it would be cool if you'd be able to come along as well. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't even know if you can come. I'm writing you now because I wanted to make sure that if you could come, you'd have plenty of time to plan and figure stuff out. If you can't come, I completely understand. Please get back to me either or, okay? You have a great day. And she never wrote to me. <laughs> but the, but that was when um uh her best friend lived in Florida and uh we lived up coast uh up coast east you know in the east coast upstate so um but yeah but other than that like you know we had little to no communication because again it it was just very hard for me to just you know uh just you know it was hard for me to function <laughs> because like i said you know when we like when we like officially broke up like officially officially broke up in 2013 i have no recollection other than me going to a matchbox 20 concert i believe that was my first one i don't remember what happened that year i was just depressed like i was just depressed i was, I was like my life is gone it's 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 over this fucking sucks you know, so, um, so fast forward, 20, you know, 20, no, I'm sorry, October 2015, she meets this guy, and says, you know, uh, cause again, I, I haven't heard from her in a while, so I was like, yo, let me text her, you know, and then, she, you know, she meets this guy, he's everything that I prayed for and more, and whatever, so I was like, oh, he, she, he, she's gonna marry this person, this, the way that she's talking about this guy, she's gonna marry this person. And then, four months later, my friend texts me and says, "Hey, uh, got something to tell you." I was like, "What? Like, are you friends with you know your ex fiance on Facebook?" I was like, "No, I'm not. We're not friends anymore because I don't want to see what's going on in her life." And she's like, "Oh wow, I thought you knew." I was like, "No, what?" And she's like, "She's engaged." I was like, what? In my head, I was like, yo, it's been four months. What the fuck? 
Like, it was so crazy to me. And then, of course, six months after that, which is August, right? Um, March, April, May, June, July, August. Yeah. Six months after that, boom, married. And I was like, whoa. So that threw me for a loop, too. Because like, she got married. She got married to this dude. And engaged to this guy in less time than her even knowing him (laughs) they didn't know each other for a year yet and she already engaged and married that broke my heart because i was like wow this guy did what i tried to do in four years in one in less than one (laughs) you know what i mean so that uh that was crazy (laughs) uh yeah so, so now, you know, I was like, okay, that is it. It's done. It's, it's, it's over. But throughout the years, um, I would get these little, like, reach outs. You know, 2017, she, like, looked at a profile. You know, 2018, again, she looked at a profile uh, that I was on. And then... 2019 I, I get a friend request on an app and then I was like what's, what's going on why is she why is she bothering me you know didn't she get married isn't she happy like what is what get away from me you know and then I already talked about this you know the Prince of Egypt musical she sent me and I was like okay this is okay we're finally like actually speaking to each other and yeah and then okay <laughs> uh you know it was it was you know like f- like five years like it, it like from 2015 to 2019 it was like well four years whatever since like we actually had like formal conversation with each other um it was very surreal because like i said like i thought about her constantly you know and 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 she did remind me even though I forgot that she said that, like, she never wanted to lose contact, but I told her back then that, like, I, I can't be, don't, like, don't contact me because I can't be friends with you, you know, and, yeah, I couldn't, so I'm glad that I said that, because it would have been rough for me to be alongside her in her journey and see her, like, you know, excel, and I say, and not, and not mean, like, do better than me, like, I don't care about that, but it's just, it's just more like, I don't want to, imagine if we were friends, and she invited me to her wedding, excuse me, (laughs) what, that'd be the weirdest thing in the fucking world, like, I'm supposed to clap to that, (laughs) you know what I mean, Mm -mm. no, so, but, yeah, so after that, I really haven't, heard from her so like that's good you know um even though you know she's she lives rent free in my head but i haven't like heard from her which which is good uh but you know there there are some songs that like remind me of her instantly like it's uh two songs are from the script the band the script uh one is break even uh the other song i think is called falling to pieces um life house from where you are and there's one song that reminds me i mean i i 
I've I've only heard this song one time, and it's I mean not one time. The only time I hear this song was when I was with her because it's very specific. Because it's, so it's called uh, "Mi Burrito San Benero, San Benero, My Little Donkey," and we would play that every Christmas um, because I would her and her family and me would go do a toy drive for the church that she used to go to that she grew up in and we would go to the you know less than fortunate neighborhoods and we would pack her dad's station wagon full of toys and we would go and you know be santa claus to these people and he would be blasting this song you know while we would while we would do it and i remember those times vividly because it was cool giving giving to kids the kids would have such a good time and we would just like you know hear this i would just hear this song and yeah i you know i i mean i i, I, I don't play it i i uh, the last time i heard it other, other than like a few days ago to research and do this you know i haven't heard it in like 10 years but like i know it it's in my head you know uh so yeah i mean it's just a crazy it's just a crazy thing it's crazy it's just a crazy time you know 10 years yeah that's a long time and like um regrets do i have any regrets i have some regrets um one regret that i have is that we never in the four years that we went out we never went on vacation like we never like went someplace and half of that was me only because I didn't have money, but I definitely would have saved up to go somewhere. But, um, the other half definitely was her parents because, well, more specifically her mother, because her mother would ne- would not allow her to be anywhere away from her for more than 24 hours, you know, especially not a boy. If she like her, like, Oh yeah, me and Martini, we're going to fucking wherever, you know, wherever she like, what? What are you doing? You know, so you know, we we at times we would have to be, you know, uh, uh, creative in our uh, pursuits of alone time. I remember I was not allowed to be in the house without them being there. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Now, okay. Wow. Our anniversary would fall around when uh, New York Comic Con would happen, right? One year, we're like, yo, let's just like try to like either stay in the city or at least closer to Jersey so we can take a bus and then just go there. And and she was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if we can do it. And I was like, why? Because like again, like her parents would never want us to like stay with each other for like long extended periods of time. I remember we got a we got a hotel in Paramus. The only way that she got away with it was because she had to tell her mom that she was going to an all-female bible retreat for the weekend we had a great time you know what i'm saying and and it was so cool because it was just me and her just by ourselves and it was just like ah i still remember that weekend and that's over like you know nine ten years you know what i'm saying so that weekend was like amazing i just hated not going on vacations with her and and you know she always she always wanted me to like go to Jamaica with her um, and go to Costa Rica with her because she's Costa Rican. She always wanted me to meet her her cousin who lives there. 
and also her um grandmother she always wanted me to meet her grandmother you know and lo and behold you know she went she's gone to those places jamaica and costa rica but with her husband so again she's like living the life that she wanted to feel fulfilled and happy so it 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 you know it is what it is it it, it just thinks you know but um another thing that i regret was never taking her to the uh, san janeiro festival that and the reason why that's important is because we first that's how we first talked to each other when we started to get to know each other because i met her on a dating app and during that time during september she was like oh you ever been to the san janeiro festival and i was like no what the hell is that and she told me you know it was like a feast and stuff like that you know in the city um and i never i don't know why we never went i i I truly don't know why we never went but like that one was a big one because that's like an obvious you know like oh yeah i should i should have took i should have took her there and I, i i truly don't know why we never went i don't think it's i don't think it was interrupting anybody anything else i i wish i wish um i wish i took her to restaurant week as well because she loved food i'm pretty sure it's because of money it had to be uh but the funny thing about the san janeiro festival i think i remember like maybe like 2015 2016 or maybe 2014 actually um i remember taking a writing class and while i was walking to the writing class in the city i was like why do these buildings look so familiar and i was like oh my god i'm 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 near the place where they have the san janeiro festival and that made me sad because i'm like wow you know i'm two years removed from well one to two years removed from you know being with her and never taking her there regretting taking her there and here i am where the spot where they hold it and going to a writing class you know so it was weird because it was like I'm doing what, not what she told me to do, but hoped that I would do, you know, pers- you know, follow my dream in writing in the place where I, you know, should have, you know, took her and, you know, take care of her too, you know, if, if, if that makes sense. It was, it was just a very weird dichotomy, you know you know those two halves smushing together at once uh yeah so i don't know but i found i saw this i saw this interesting thing this uh instagram story where it was like um right person right person slash wrong time equals wrong person and that's just a very interesting thing because you know how people say oh you know right person wrong time it's like no it's not the right person the wrong time it's the wrong person it, it it's just the wrong person and that's a hard pill for me to swallow because like either way that you look at it because like i don't want to feel like i was the wrong person not to say that i don't i want to make her the wrong person because she wasn't the wrong person either but i i'm confusing wrong person for bad person you know and that's not the case i don't think i i don't think i was a bad person um in our relationship and i don't think she was a bad person in the relationship it's just that we just were the wrong 
people for each other. And again, even though that sounds logically sound and that is correct, it still feels bad to me. It still feels like a hard pill to swallow because I still feel that we could have made it even though no we wouldn't have <laughs> you know we, we just we just had we were just growing apart and had two different mindsets so I, so for me i would have definitely hinged on the thing hinged on the uh the the motto right person wrong time and i'm like no 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 we're right it's just it's just that it's the wrong time now it's the wrong time now it's the wrong time now no it's not it's not the wrong time because like look with her right now she has everything that she wanted you know why not because it's the right time it's because she's with the right person she's with the right person that guy is a christian she met him at church they fucking love each other he's a youth pastor she's a youth pastor now like she met the right person now it the the right the right person became the right time you know he's the right person and there you go they're good they are good um what else so now that she's good what about me (laughs) you know what about me because it's been hard to find a new person because like i don't i i don't she was like the best you know what i mean and it's and it's unfair to compare other people to her but like it is what it is it's like okay so i saw this thing on on instagram by uh poems porn and it goes what if i never forget you what if all my life when i meet someone new i can never fall for them because they aren't you and it's true because it's like you know who, who do i have i mean not not that i should compare these people but like who do i have to compare to when i meet somebody new you know like oh i want i want not to say that i want them to be her but i want these people to make me feel like i was when i was with somebody you know like oh okay i want to feel loved i want to feel cared for i want to feel like i have respect um that i'm respected i should say you know so and i then i and i contribute that to her like sometimes i'll you know i'll maybe want to be with somebody and i'm just like oh like yo you're not even into the same shit that i'm into you know not like my ex-fiance you know oh you're not bubbly enough like my ex-fiance you know what i mean it's like like i mean like again my ex-fiance wasn't a girlfriend she wasn't a side chick she was somebody that i wanted to marry so the qualities that she had is the qualities i would want in a wife hence why i wanted to marry her <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah it is going to be rough for these kind of for these you know other women to live up to and again i'm not trying to say i'm trying to find a carbon copy of her but she made me, she made me feel good so i want to have that same feeling of feeling good <laughs> you know what i mean i know ricardo told me some good advice in the past she's had such an impact in my life that there will always be a little piece of my heart 
that is dedicated to her and i'm sorry for any future suitors <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> that might, might hear that one thing i will say to that i can honestly say if and when the time comes when you do find find that again she won't be just because it, it, the, the fulfillment that you will get from that that one when if and when she comes along again mm-hmm. it, it will completely overpower any and everything you, you, you had going on prior. As much as I kind of obsessed over that situation and with the ex and whatnot, because I had already started to shift towards that with my wife, the minute I saw my ex, I was like, oh, that's not there anymore. Mm. So at least have some solace in that, that there is a time that will come eventually at some point that it, it'll subside. Like... You know, when I do find somebody new, that my feelings for my ex will subside. And you know what? I hope that that's true, because I don't want this feeling to keep going. I I I don't want a new woman to have a disadvantage of being in my position. I mean, being in a position of like having to catch up to somebody who who doesn't even exist. I mean, that not not doesn't exist, but like who's not even here in the picture, like, like a ghost, you know, I don't want her to defend herself with a ghost, you know, it should be a clean slate and how she's, you know, how she's doing, um, but, and you know what, (laughs) the other day, while I was actually making the script up for this episode and doing the research, um, one of the many crushes that I have on uh, Instagram she wrote something no she said something and she was like oh um she was like um um there's you know a couple memes going around on the internet saying like oh you know life is short love an Aquarius life is short love a Libra and she's a what is she she's a scorpio she's like yeah you know i could i could say life is a scorpio you know life is short love a scorpio but she's like but you know life is short so hang out with me and i'm like oh my god like i would so love to do that and i'm like fuck should i write to her i'm like nah 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 don't do that don't do that like you're simping and i was like yeah forget it and then i'm like well no let me Man, I I struggled with myself for like ten minutes, okay, <laughs> and like I did it. I was like, "Fuck it, I did it." And I was like, "Yo, you know, I'm this, and I and I volunteer as tribute, you know." And um, I was like, "Oh my god, I fucking did it!" You know, like that's crazy. But I mean, it's been like two days, and she hasn't written back to me. But but I'm keep but I'm keeping it there because like, you know, and 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 like. You know, I I do like I am attracted to this chick. I would absolutely, absolutely take her out on a date. Um, but and 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 you know my my feelings did subside. So I mean, just because of the prospect of a new person. So Ricardo isn't wrong, but it's just that it's hard because like you know when that new person dissipates or leaves whatever you know that you know that old those old feelings come back because it's like 
man, you know, I'm lonely and I want somebody and I want to feel that feeling again, of course, that feeling is attached to my ex-fiance, you know, so it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to, uh, shake, shake her off. So I, I was looking at this article. It was called a 10 year single, 10 truths learned. And of course it was about people who have been, uh, no, somebody who learned 10 things about being single for 10 years. But, um, the number eight one was the one that stood out to me and it was like, there is no quote unquote right time. I thought I needed to have all my shit to all my shit sorted before I could be in a relationship. And this kept me from and this kept me out of one for a long time. I believed I had to have all aspects of my life, my career, mental health, and location neatly arranged. Then I'd find a partner to plonk perfectly into a spare spot. Wrong. Well, there's some logic here. But the shit sorting, the self-work, it never really stops. So by waiting for the right time, we risk of running out of time altogether. Hashtag forever alone. My mentality now is to just be honest about where I'm at and where I want to go. And see if anybody wants to jump aboard this train. Hopefully, I'll find someone who choo-choo chooses me. And together, we can keep doing our own work and sorting side by side with the added bonus of support and sex. I'll note that there definitely is a kind of being ready, and it involves feeling emotionally open, comfortable within oneself, and deserving of someone else. Because I wasn't. I had unknowingly put up walls and pushed some great people away over the years. People are such puzzles. We can, we can be someone's missing pieces while being so incomplete ourselves. And I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, I completely feel that. I would absolutely love someone to be on this ride with me, but I, but for me, you know, and I, and I remember I was I was I was talking with a cousin of mine, and I was telling her the situation about like me not wanting to, you know, jump into a relationship because I don't want to feel the same thing that has happened to me before with my ex. You know, like not necessarily promise her things, but it's like okay, you're not where, you're not where I need you to be, and then, you know, just leave me, you know, I I don't want to ever feel that feeling again, which is why I've been so hesitant to get on dating sites again, look, I I have five dating sites, I have five dating apps on my phone, none of them I've signed into, all because, like, I'll, I'll be ready for them when I'm ready for them, but it's like, I'm fucking scared because again, you know, I live with my parents. I'm 42. You know, I got a crap ass job. Who wants that? You know, who wants that? But she, my cousin was saying, oh, you know, I understand what you're talking about. She she said, you know, there's a yes or no to the, to the thing. Like, yeah, we understand. We understand status and all that stuff. But like, you you should still put yourself out there because now you're taking the you're taking the decision away from the woman if she wants to deal with who you are you know and like i understand that too 
and like for me i'm just like y'all i don't even want to know how you want to deal with me i just don't want i just know that because there's an option of you leaving me i don't even want to entertain that you know it's kind of like okay this is going to be really weird i mean it's going to be really geeky but like in batman v superman where batman wants to kill superman because there could be a one percent chance of him turning on the world he doesn't even want to he doesn't want to let that chance happen so he wants to kill him before that chance happens it's the same shit it's like oh you could fucking break my heart again just because of who i am and where i am in life nah fuck that i don't want to deal with you you know what i mean so that's why and then i talked to a friend of mine and he's like yeah yo it's like you you should put yourself out there because you don't know you don't know the stuff that you're lacking that person doesn't even care about you know it's like that's not even what I'm, the, the stuff that you're lacking isn't what i'm looking for i mean it might be not what it, what i'm even looking for and i was like oh shit you know and the stuff that you have could be the shit that i'm looking for you know and i'm like okay i understand what you guys are saying so i mean it gave me a little motivation a little boost possibly to maybe put myself out there again but who knows i don't know but i do like that though um and yeah there isn't you know i guess there isn't a right time because yeah again let's say if i do wait you know to get myself together and all that stuff you know it could take another decade you know i might i might finally be ready you know get my career and you know move out blah blah all that stuff by like 50 <laughs> you know and i'm like shit like i'm 50 years like another eight years like another decade another so another decade of being single like 20 years of being single you know what i mean like ugh, i don't want that you know um that'd be horrible i definitely wouldn't want that so you know maybe, maybe i should be looking into those uh dating sites but then it says i i i looked at another uh article not an article a uh a youtube short i believe yes it was a youtube short by olivia alexa she's a relationship uh content creator and it says you yell and yell about how you want a good man and how about how you want a good relationship and then you finally get one you're like a deer in headlights you don't know what to do Stop trying to rush into relationships that you're not ready for. See, the thing is, you're supposed to work on yourself before you get into a relationship with someone else. Because if you can get, because if you can get into a relation in relationships with somebody else, and you're broken and not whole, how are you going to make that other person better? How are you going to better their life if you're not even good for yourself? Take some time for yourself and heal. Just chill out. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. Mr. Right slash Mrs. Right is going to come along, but rushing it isn't going to get you anywhere but heartbroken. See, and I hear those things and I'm like, you know what? You're fucking right. I'm out, <laughs> you know, because the first because the thing that I hear is that meme is like, oh, if you see a woman who has her who has all her shit going on and whatever and you don't have your stuff, um, go away. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even waste her time. And that's the thing. I don't have my shit together. So I was like, why am I going to step up to a chick? And I don't have my shit together because, you know, women want you to be their level and higher and I'm below their level, you know. So 
that just reinforces me to not do anything and to just work on my shit. But now here's the thing. Working on my shit is going to take time. Like again, like I said, I've been working on my shit since I've been with my ex-fiance since 2012. She left and got married and she's good. And I'm still working on myself 10 years later. You know what I mean? So I can't falter for leaving. And I don't want a a new chick to wait that long too. So what do I do? You know, I'm, I'm I'm in this rock and a hard place. You know, I don't know. I really don't know. Um... But I do want to meet my forever person, man. I do. Um, I don't know when that's going to happen, though. I really don't. But hopefully, you know, hopefully it's sooner than later, (laughs) you know. But yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, uh, to, 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 you know, to, to cap this off, you know, like I said, um, I'm the least common denominator, common denominator of my issues. It, 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 it's me. Um, again, you know, the Taylor Swift song, hi, I'm the problem. It's me, you know, to, to, to my ex fiance, I'm sorry. I couldn't fulfill your wishes towards you. Um, it, it, it really sucks that I couldn't do that for you. I know that like, I'm really good emotionally. Um, and, all that other like ethereal stuff like good emotionally spiritually sexually all that stuff but those things don't matter like literally building a life matters that's what gets you that's what that's what gets you the girl you know knowing how to get a house knowing how to own a house having a car having a great job You know, those things are the things that I'm missing and those are the things that matter to women. And I can't do that right now for the life of me. And and the sad thing is, is like my life is half over. You know, I'm I'm forty two. I have more years behind me than ahead of me. You know. Um and it's crazy. Because my life is half over and I'm still living like a college student who graduated a year ago, like trying to find myself. And, you know, again, it's not like I'm being a lazy ass. I I am working on myself, but it's taking time. It's just taking time. And I believe when I do get that um, and I do hit it again, big dreamer status, um, it's going to be amazing. But as of right now. Uh, I guess I guess I gotta lay low and and and, and stay by myself, you know. Because again, I I am so afraid of putting myself back out there, only to be rejected for the same issues that got me rejected a decade ago. You know, so um, yeah, this is something that I'm just gonna have to deal with. So yeah, but you know. I I am happy that you are happy, ex-fiance. Um, I hope that you continue to have an amazing life and keep reaching for those dreams and keep continuing to attain the dreams and 
have a fulfilling life like you have always wanted, that you strive for. All right. So, um, that's the end of the, uh, episode. Well, no, you know, of course we got one more thing, the Skin Deeps, the Ants of Edition card game. And this is number, um, 117, I think. Yes. Card 117. All right. And. The card is, what would be the strategic approach to it? Um, what would be the strategic approach to it? To, to getting, I guess, getting over my ex? Uh, just to work on my own, you know? Just to, just to work on my own and, uh, you know work on myself work on myself and uh just give just you know present the best version of me that that's all i can really do that's a strategic approach and that and that's how i've always thought to do it you know be my best self you know physically you know mentally just try to do the damn thing you know that that's that's all I can do. That's all I can promise myself. That's that would be the strategic approach to it. And then, just like the thing said, you know, you know, Mrs. Wright will come along, and then, boom, we'll get we'll we'll get, we'll, we'll get together. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Uh, that wasn't you know that wasn't so bad. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean, that's it. So that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service service providers, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Listen Notes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is at TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com and I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.